Install hub.com. Streamlining your installations. Another week, another podcast. We made it to Friday, the 21st of July, and you know it, it's been a very busy week in this industry. So let's see what's been happening. Kickstarting with this, Audi Sayuk EV has tied up a coming of age for Chinese automaking. The luxury German brand is to work with Sayuk on electrifying their fleet. Audi sales have been falling in China as drivers go green and they're aware they need to get a Head of the curve. Tesla's running at a margin loss as Musk is backing a self-driving future. Elon Musk's bet to sacrifice margins now for improvement margins later when full self-driving software is completely integrated into Tesla cars. It fails to impress investors, sending the electric vehicle market shares down nearly 10% on Thursday. In the second quarter, Tesla's automotive gross margin, excluding regulatory credits, fell to 18.1% from 19% in the first quarter, according to the latest calculations. It also marked a sharp decline from the 26% reported a year earlier. Unsurprisingly though, Elon Musk has just shrugged off the fall in margins. Some could argue he's got a bigger plan. As you'll know, in the EV game, many automakers now are scrambling to try and sort some sort of battery facility. Nissan this week have joined the party and announced that they're prepping an old engine plant to make just solid state EV batteries. The sprawling Yokohama engine plant is for pilot production next year of the cutting edge solid state batteries that are available and they're hoping this will massively help them stay ahead of the EV game. Now, this is exciting stuff and absolutely what the industry is needing. A whole new generation of EV technicians are ready to take on the industry, thanks to the training courses at the Cornwall College. I've spoke about this a few times in the podcast. So far, 106 EV students at the college campus have been equipped with the skills of electric and hybrid vehicles, helping to meet rising damp in the industry. Head of campus Luke Beasley has said the ongoing success of the EV training demonstrates the college's commitment to shaping the future of the industry. We're thrilled to lead in EV training and proud of the achievements of our students and members of staff. Their hard work, dedication and commitment to learning have positioned them for success in this thriving sector. Do you remember the internet and those people who hit that at the right time? I'd like to think these students with this knowledge base now have hit that at the right time too. Sony Honda Athela EV will rely on Qualcomm super chips. So Sony Honda Mobility's Athela EV can be personalized like a smartphone, socializing like a social media platform and make driving decisions like a human, but it won't work without powerful microchips from tech giants Qualcomm's. Afila, the new electric vehicle joint venture between Honda Motor Co and Sony Corp, still has some details to reveal, like how the high-tech cars will be sold, who will sell them and where they'll go for service. But for now, the development project is taking shape as an aspirational brainchild of the two Japanese manufacturers. And we cannot wait for high tech like this to hit the market. In a recent survey done, EV owners were asked how they'd best like to charge. And ironically, everyone said, with a service that comes to you. <laughs> Um, I must admit, it does kind of make sense, doesn't it? Now, with a shortage of charging stations for electric cars, 
the AA and other companies are looking into mobile options. The popularity of electric vehicles, as we know, is growing. And one big inconvenience that isn't going to surprise you for their owners still remains that there just aren't a lot of charging stations out there. And of course, some properties don't allow you to have your own fitted and you do find yourself having to travel to charge. Um, but how great would it be if charging just came to you? I don't think this idea is too far-fetched and I do think it will be rolled out in the not-so-distant future. Wee EV has installed its first EV charging hub site in County Donegal. The electric vehicle charging startup Wee EV has opened its first hub in County Donegal and people are very excited about it. The company has partnered with the McKeever Hotel Group to install charges at Dillon's Hotels at Letterkenny. Wee EV burst onto the scenes in April 2022, announcing plans to invest £20 million in 1,500 new electric vehicle charging points across Northern Ireland. Last month, the Belfast firm revealed a £50 million finance deal from Octopus Investments, which it said will enable it to install thousands of charges over the coming years. The new Donegal site marks its first across the border. WeEV Chief Executive Phil Rainey said the decision to install the hub in Letterkenny followed calls from politicians and businesses highlighting the lack of public charging stations in the area and in the border region in general. Our aim is to make EV charging more accessible than ever before by rolling out a wide-ranging EV charging network for drivers that is fit for purpose, maintained and supported locally. Speaking of charges, a new report from Recharge UK has outlined a comprehensive plan to expedite the rollout of EV charging stations in the UK in a bid to achieve the zero emissions vehicle mandate targets. Breaking down regulatory barriers hindering charge points developments to meet the increasing energy demand on the grid by 2030. Currently, there are more than 40,000 public EV charge points in the UK, serving approximately 2% of vehicles on the road. However, with EVs making up 17% of new car sales in May 2023 and projected to rise up to 80% by 2030, the number of EVs on the road is expected to reach 11 million compared to the current 760. 60,000. The ZEV mandate aims to establish annual sales targets for EVs from 2024 to 2035. The targets start at 22% in 2024 and progressively rise to 80% in 2030 and 100% in 2035 for cars. For vans, the targets begin at 10% in 2024, increase to 70% in 2030 and reach 100% in 2035. In other news, Octopus has launched a new solar and battery optimization smart tariff. The company says the tariff could unlock more than £450 of savings per year for consumers and help to balance the grid. Intelligent Octopus Flux will offer the same rate for both importing and exporting electricity with a 21-hour off-peak window, costing 10% less than Octopus Energy's standard variable flexible Octopus tariff and a 3-hour peak window from 4 to 7pm. Octopus says this will allow customers to save more than the £450 a year compared to customers on their flexible Octopus and fixed export Octopus outgoing tariff. The combination import-export tariff will be available to all Octopus customers with solar panels and eligible batteries. The tariff is powered by Octopus's tech platform Kraken, which optimizes home batteries and solar panels to use electricity when supply is higher and cheaper. Continuing with solar news, some solar panel tech has had a breakthrough that generates electricity 
from rain. The UK stands a chance. Finally, <laughs> now the method proposed by a team from Tishkwana University in China involves a device called a triobioelectric nanogenerator that creates electrification from liquid-solid contact. These are typically used to harvest energy from waves. Now, by using solar panel bridge arrays, the researchers discovered such barriers could be overcome, referring to the design of solar panels in which multiple solar power generation units are connected in parallel as droplet-based tanks have previously faced technical limitations that prevented them from working at any significant scale. We are proposing a simple and effective method for raindrop harvesting, said Professor Zong Lai, who led the research. The peak power output of the bridge array generators is nearly five times higher than that of the conventional large area raindrop energy harvesting. The results of this study will provide a feasible scheme for large area raindrop energy harvesting. That's a mouthful, and who'd have thought rain would be powering solar panels? That's irony. But it doesn't stop there with the inventions and the evolving. Scientists have also invented a double-sided solar panel that generates vastly more electricity. Researchers have invented the double-sided solar panel capable of generating electricity from the sun's energy, but on both sides. The biofacial solar cell developed at the US Department of Energy's National Renewable Energy Laboratory harvests the reflect sunlight hitting the back of the device, offering an unconventional route to producing higher energy yields for less space and cost. Typically, advances to solar cell efficiency rates is centered on improvements to the side facing the sun. This new approach could boost the energy harvesting capabilities of solar panels beyond their theoretical limit. This perovskite cell can operate very effectively from either side, said Kai Zhu, who's a scientist at the Chemistry and Nanoscience Center at NREL, who led the research. Currently, solar cell technologies, which use silicon as the semiconductor material, have an efficiency rate of around 26%, which is higher than the 23% achieved in lab tests by the front side of the new panel. The back side of the panel, however, achieves an efficiency of about 91 to 93% of the front, which offers up to 20% more power overall when harvesting reflected sunlight. Solar farm plans in England's smallest county is still causing concern. Campaigners are fighting solar farm plans that could see 3% of England's smallest county covered in panels. Four separate projects have been proposed in Rutland, and if all are approved, it would total about 3,100 acres of the size of Rutland's water. A site in Langham is already approved, while government planning inspectors will decide on a major development on the Rutland and Lincolnshire border. Petitions have now been set up against proposed sites in Plyton and Exton. Here's another one for you. Ride and shine. Port Aventura has gone solar to the Power Amusement Park. So Spain's tourism company are increasingly turning to renewables to power themselves and prove that the sector can also be a force for good. Unbeknownst to the tourists that are hurtling around the roller coasters under the beating July sun, a silent sea of black solar panels has made a subtle change to one of Europe's biggest attraction parks. 11,000 panels will now provide a third of the energy to power the rides like Ferrari Land and Port Aventura World after the solar park went live earlier this month. 
The panels dominate a huge field that was used for growing crops, but will now help make this resort, which attracts thrill-seekers from across Europe, a reference point for a new kind of sustainable tourism. And that is all from me. You are now in the know. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, tell your friends, like, subscribe and listen. And from everybody here at Install Hub, we hope as ever you have a fantastic weekend. I'll be back with you next Friday. 